You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget on Moody Radio 89.3. And at the start of this new year, 2023, Church United is inviting us to come alongside them and believers all across our community for an annual 21-day prayer plan called Pray First. To tell us more about that and what it all entails is Eddie Copeland, the Executive Director of Church United. Eddie, it's so good to have you back in studio. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to be with you all. More Happy important, New Year. More important than all that, he's he's a dad. Yes. So who did you bring in the studio with us today? I have my son next to me, Nathan Copeland. Nathan, you want to say hi? No, nope, he's a little shy. <laughs> a little shy, but he's doing great. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Church United, obviously, for those who don't know, a a big umbrella organization. Tell us about it. Yeah, so it, it, it's, a, it's a gospel city movement. It's a network of churches here in South Florida, Dade, Broward, Palm Beach, and just launched Naples last year in mm. Southwest Florida, uh, who are asking the question, what could we do together that we cannot do alone? And really believing that in this kind of next new season of the church, that the unity of the church, the way that we relate with one another, the way that we connect and collaborate together is maybe one of the greatest apologetics that we could offer to our lives friends, neighbors, co-workers in cities. And I'm just privileged to have a small part in that story, but really to witness God really doing a new thing in the church in South Florida. It's not about our brands. So as you ask that question, what are the answers you've been getting, I guess? I think that the clearest thing is, yes, there's a lot of activities that we can do together. Like we, we, we can go love our friends, love our neighbors, serve together. But the best thing that we're finding is kind of the glue of this movement is the is the evangelistic nature of the unity that the church is experiencing. I think you can trace the, the, the history of the church in South Florida, capital C, and really over the last 40, 50 years, you can look back and say from the pro-life movement to the Sheridan House of the World, to single moms, to homelessness, to foster care, there's been kind of great markers of churches rallying for a cause. But I think we're asking the question, man, like that's a great legacy to stand on. But what would it actually look like to now come together for mission, to come together to see our lost friends, neighbors, and coworkers find Jesus Christ? And uh, in a post-church, post-Christian environment like South Florida, it's going to require a unity of the church. And that's what we're seeing slowly. I think it's interesting that as you know, many times denominations have been seen as a ugly part of the church, right? Yeah. But this is showing the beauty, the denominational uh, coming together in different ways through a Church United or other things. It shows the beauty of the body, doesn't it? I, I think we all know that. I mean, this, is, this sounds kind of tongue-in-cheek, but we have so much more in common than mm-hmm. we do that divides us or separates us. And I think what, what we're seeing in, in the unity space, in the Church United space, is when, when the commonality, when the unifying factor is Jesus, when it's Christ, like we can bring all of our different denominational expressions, tribes, and traditions to the table and celebrate those. Like the unity of the church is not about all doing the same thing the same way, but bringing the different expressions of the church together to honor and glorify Jesus and to point people to Jesus. And there's so many ways you do that throughout the year. And one of the ways is at the start of every year, you have this Pray First initiative and today actually kicks it off. Starts today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I think it's exciting. I think we're in our third year uh, doing this this uh, project called Pray First. And this was really an idea that stemmed from 
apart from prayer, apart from actually seeking after the Lord, like we can do nothing. And this this started with us looking around the table, looking at the resources of the church. I mean, South Florida is not shy of money. It's not shy of smart people around tables or strategies or information. But we all sensed as leaders, like the Lord kind of impressed in our heart, like what you don't have is me. Like seek after me. Like stop looking at strategy and resources and the next kind of piece of content. And what would it look like to come after and seek me together as the body of Christ? And that was really the genesis of Pray First. And I'm super excited that this year are three kind of themes each week. So it starts today and it's, it's abide, ask, and follow right? What does it look like to abide in the love and mercy of Christ? And how, what, what does it look like to ask God for great things, to expect great things from his bride this year, then to follow after him? So mm. um, that, that plan's available on version. So if you're curious, how do I jump into this? Uh, you just get the Bible app on version, and you just search pray first. It's the first thing that, that pops up on version, and it'll kick off that 21 days uh, of prayer. But one of the things that I'm super excited about is diversity of pray first this year. There's a lot of new names, a lot of new faces, because each day a different Christian pastor is going to lead you through just a real short devotional time. And there's a lot of black and brown brothers and sisters in Christ that, that are featured this year, churches that maybe you've never heard of throughout Dade Broward and Palm Beach. But uh, uh, you'll, you'll see that there's some beautiful depth and breadth of the church in there. It all culminates with a very special night of prayer and worship as well. It does. And that's going to be hosted at New Mount Olive Church in Fort Lauderdale, uh, which is a historic black church. And uh, as we've been coming closer and closer uh, to, to, to that partnership there to celebrate uh, maybe a, a view and a flavor of the church uh, that we've not really um, seen here in South Florida. Mm. And I'm, I'm excited for that. So this starts today, goes through 21 days. So uh, that final event is on the 8th of February. You can find out all the information about this at our website, ericandbridget.org. We have links there. But, you know, coming out of last year and into this, you had quite a bit happening in the past few months, haven't you? We sure did. Yeah, we we, we had our largest event of the year just uh, in in the end of no- November last month with Dr. Tony Evans, and that was just such a special time. Uh, you know, as great as the the kind of main event was for that, he did a pastor's dinner uh, directly before that, and the words that he shared with with the pastors of South Florida. I mean, I don't think I'll ever forget. I mean, mm. thankfully we have it uh recorded but uh, th- this this i he i asked him the question why have you given your life really to the unity of the church and he looked back at me and he said i wish that i would have started 30 years ago with this in mind that i've re- come to realize that the only hope that the church has to really see the, the the narrative of our communities change spiritually culturally socially really does require a radical humility and a radical unity of god's people and the way that he just unpacked that with our local pastors was was so so moving uh, but yeah it was it was a busy year. Uh, mm-hmm. We launched Southwest Florida. You know, we've we've seen greater uh, diversity and new partnerships uh, here in South Florida. And uh, I just, I'm super excited for what the Lord has ahead. There was the hurricane uh, oh, response. Goodness. That was a big effort as well. That was a, that was, uh, you know, it's interesting that South Florida has a story of God turning brokenness into beauty. Like if you look at just the history of the church in South Florida, and I think that the, the, the hurricane was no exception to 
to that. But uh, when, when our brothers and sisters over in Southwest Florida got hit by Ian, the church rallied. And when I say the church, I don't just mean churches as institutions. I mean God's people stepped up mm-hmm. together through generous donors in our churches and churches themselves raised over $765,000 mm-hmm. to care for local pastors and ministry leaders. Because that was really kind of our heart to say there was a lot of money being poured into the hurricane, a lot of outside agencies. And we're not a disaster response agency. But our heart has always been to how do we care for pastors and ministry leaders long after that story is not in the news anymore. And that money is going to be spent over the next three years really kind of breathing life, health and wholeness, doing soul care, counseling, paying for deductibles for for, for people that didn't have that. Um, And really saying the narrative of the church in Southwest Florida was, man, like God's people stepped up to care for us. I think the beauty of all this is it's not that ministries are – hands off, but they're deferring to others where their strengths are at and they're allowing others to minister where their strengths are at. And then their turn will come or it'll all work together. And we have these seasons where we can pray together, but then there's also seasons where we can work together in ways that just it's a deferring one of the, uh, to one another, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I, and that's where I'm really excited about is I think over is so like CU is seven years old, you know, turned seven this year, and I think if I look back over those seven years, like the the depth of the relationships that have been formed around these tables, the new relationships that are coming in, like trust is being built, trust has been built and continued to to to, to be built, but now it's time to actually go solve some problems together. Like there's so much work to do, and when I think about what's possible when when the the bride of Christ is unified, when it when the brand is about Jesus, not about our local brand is, or expressions in the church. I mean, God, A, shows up. I mean, sc- Scripture is very clear that God commands a blessing there. But the work that we can be done to, together to see South Florida look more and more like God's kingdom each and every day, like that will get me out of bed in the morning. Yeah. We are talking with Eddie Copeland, the executive director of Church United. And Pray First is that call to prayer and fasting a part of it, too, if, any, if people want yeah. to, to do that. But it really is bringing the body of Christ together, unified um, to seek him. And that is so important, I think, at the beginning of our day, but also the beginning of our years. Yeah. And there's there's an old marketing adage that what you win people with is what you win them to. Right. And I, and I think for us as a movement, like, well, let's win people in prayer. Let's win people with this this idea that like we can put down all of our strategy and all of our ideas and really seek after the Lord and say, Lord, what do you have for me as a Christian? What do you have for us as a church, as your people? Would you show us? And could we trust? Could we believe that when we come to the, the, the Lord in prayer as a united body of Christ, that he's actually going to show up? Like, let's have that expectancy. And I think that that's what Pray First is really all about, is coming to the Lord together as the body of Christ in prayer, seeking after, Lord, what do you have for me? If I'm a stay-at-home mom, if I'm an IT professional, if I'm an executive, a lawyer, no matter what my vocation is or what our church is busy after, Lord, could you show me how you've planted the kingdom of God in me so that my friends, neighbors, and coworkers could see you? I don't want to discount that. You for what you just said, you still have plans for the year in front of you though, right? I mean, there's still, you still have ideas and concepts and things you want to get accomplished. You've got things probably in the works right now. 
We sure do. I mean, what, 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 what I'm really excited about in the Church United space is I think you're going to, one, uh, I'll give you just a short sneak preview. Uh, every year we do something called Love South Florida, where we come together to pray, give, and serve. And I think you're going to see a Love South Florida expression this year on steroids. So uh, mm. there's 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 a wow. lot of excitement coming in, in, in that space. Uh, we formed a lot of soul care work and soul care kind of learning um, communities as local pastors that are really exploring, like, what does the future of the church look? like? Like, what does ministry look like in a post-church, post-Christian environment? Like, how do we celebrate uh, our, our different expressions of the church? But how do we do the hard work of what our one of our soul care leaders, Brian Brooken, says, how do we do the hard work of entering in ourselves? How do we actually invest deeper underneath the waterline as personal leaders so that we can see healthy leaders leading, leading healthy churches that are changing the narrative of South Florida? So there's a lot of work underneath the waterline, and there's a lot of work above the waterline that's busy coming. You know, one thing that I think is interesting about the topic of prayer is at the start of this year, we saw what happened last week with Damar Hamlin and everyone's first response, almost everyone's first response, believe it or not, was we've got to pray. Yeah. And people were uniting to pray in places we're not even used to seeing them pray, like ESPN of all places, yeah. you know? So I don't know, just talk a little bit about the time that we're in right now and how people are... Um, maybe a little bit more sensitive to the need for prayer. I totally agree with that. I think, you know, it, whether you're a church leader or whether you're just turning on the news, right, like flip on CNN or Fox News or whatever news outlet you, you watch, and let, let's be honest, it's really easy to get depressed, to get your mind filled with anxiety. Like the world's not exactly flourishing right now, mm-hmm. right? And I think e- even in the church, I was just reading an article out of Barna this morning that a third of Americans have stopped going to church, mm-hmm. right? So like there's a lot of challenges and headwinds that the church faces that our nation, that our world faces. And it's easy to be filled with anxiety. It's easy to to kind of revert back to what we know. And I think what the Lord's doing, he's doing a new thing, right? I think the church, capital C, is the body of Christ, isn't something of a death and resurrection moment, right? The Lord is stewarding a lot of death, a lot of the old ways that we used to do some things, and he's birthing something new. And and, and I think in death, there's, there's pain, but there's also hope. There's also beauty because God is doing a new thing. And the church of Jesus Christ isn't going anywhere. The church of Jesus Christ, the people of God, are the hope of the world. But I think a lot of the things that we thought were effective, a lot of the things Things that we've doubled down on as the body of Christ. I think the Lord's going, that was great for a season, but now watch what I'm going to do. And I think in prayer, we listen. In prayer, we discover what God has. And not just for the church, but also for us as Christians. Like, that's where we meet with God. Think about that. That's one of the greatest privileges that we have as Christians, is we get to talk with the living God of the universe, that he listens to us, that he cares deeply about what's on our hearts. I mean, after all, we're his sons. We're his daughters, and we get to kind of sit on our father's lap and talk to him, and and he listens to us. And I think that that's where we're at. Like, we need to sit down with the Lord. I almost think of a gentle fireside chat with our father and just share what's on our heart, share where we're scared, share what we're dreaming about, and let him do what only he can do, and that's move, answer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think we relied on our—you've mentioned marketing. We've relied on our own techniques and opportunities oh, and abilities— and I think he's brought us to a season where we say, no, 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 we need to rely on him and what he has for us. I mean, think of it this way, right? Like, I mean, Pew, Barna, Lifeway, all these research kind of agencies are all within the margin of error of this. South Florida is only 3% evangelical Christian. Only 3% of our friends, neighbors, and coworkers would identify as an evangelical Christian. 
And I think we have to ask the question as a local church, what we've been doing has produced the results that we see, right? Could we pause? Could we ask God, what do you have for us in order to see those numbers increase, in order to see God do something new?